Okay. Don't let this be our final song. Welcome back to the latest episode of Smash Talk. I think we're on episode number 39. And today I've got the fabulous, the wonderful, very brilliant Dominika Wojciechowska. Yeah, so we did have to do a retake on that before. So my Polish actually isn't anywhere near those standards. But uh, yeah, Dominika, thank you very much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Joining me and for a pronunciation of my surname. Well yeah. done, well done. <laughs> yeah, so it's difficult. I know, I know. Yeah, no, it's well definitely done. not easy for us people in Ireland. We don't even know how to speak our own language, God's sake. <laughs> people have a hard time understanding us. I'm still today, if anybody coming with all the Irish names, Shifra, Onya, Orin, <laughs> I am still don't know how to spell it. I still have a problem how to pronounce it. What to write it down with somebody coming up like, oh, please give me a hug. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we definitely don't make it easy. But uh, yeah, Dominic, if you just want to give people a wee small introduction of who you are and what it is you do, probably do it more justice than I will. Uh, well, like I'm a fitness instructor. That was what I do now. Fitness mm-hmm. instructor, Pilates instructor, yoga instructor. I'm actually a full qualified teacher, gymnastic coach. I was a gymnast for 16 years, pro gymnast for over 16 years. So all my life is kind of a sport. But I, at the moment, I all have my own studio and I work in the leisure center. I'm taking classes over there. And I'm working with the gym with you sometimes yeah. as well. Lucky so. you. <laughs> yeah, and I think you've been a good modest. So you said you're a gymnast for 16 years. Talk to me a wee bit about the standard of gymnast you used to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I don't professional gymnastics for sixteen years. Yeah, I was a part of Polish national team. So yeah, quite yeah, so, high high level. Yeah. Those so are, we've got an elite those, athlete those here today. <laughs> we've got an elite athlete for a treat for everyone yeah, here today. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was elite, so I'd be able to still train now in the lockdown, <laughs> spending five six hours a day training. Yeah, if I still look uh, too old for it now. Come on. <laughs> what is it? What is the sort of age for gymnastics? When does that stop? Because it is very young, isn't it? Like your peak. Uh, yeah, it does. You know what? Like I stopped when I was 21, but I injured myself. And I knew if I'm going to go for another World Cup or anything like that, I will have to be another three, four years of really hard training every like five, six hours a day, six days a week. Uh-huh. So it starts early and it finished by an early. Mostly reti- gymnasts retired now this day, probably 22, 23. But Simon Bale, she's one unique, you know, and yeah. I am just, I know she was crying over. She has to wait another year to take a part in Olympics because they extended. I, honestly, that one year is making the big difference for gymnasts. So, yeah. And why is that? Is it just because of the way your body develops at a young age or? It's just getting harder and harder. The men's actually retired quite later on later stage. Usually, I think it's uh, 24, 25, 26. Some of them, don't get me wrong, they're still competing. And there's a one girl's 40 and still competing in Olympic level. Yeah, there oh is God. one. But yeah, she, she's just unique. But it's just strenuous. Think about it. We start gymnastics when we were five, six years old. We start from training for about three hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the age, probably eight nine that's when i start training four hours a day six days a week oh my god so we got monday to friday and then saturday usually maybe two three hours so your body is just excluded a lot yeah and then when you go to the senior level you, you train five six hours a day everything you spend half of your life on a gym like more or less just yeah. training and then 
you, it come to the stage you just your body and you have enough yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you love that sport and I have a lot of passion for it, it's coming the day that you say, okay, there's something else outside the gymnast. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so you can probably get stuck in that like tunnel vision of this is your whole world. Like you see a lot, a lot of professional athletes, when you get them injuries and stuff and they're obviously devastated because they've worked their whole lives for this sort of thing. Gymnast falls into yeah, that category it, big time. Exactly. Like, and you know, it's like, funny enough, we said about the uh, injuries. I did not get much injuries myself and loads of my friends, they don't get, you may have really bad injury, but like mm. uh, we, we, gymnasts generally don't have loads of loads of bad injuries it's like you develop from the early age like a five six they, they teach you how to fall we yeah. know how to fall how to land and you're not doing elements straight away you're not doing double top straight away you start from the <laughs> single combo yeah. so it, it's step by step so mm -hmm. it, it, it is it's injury any professional sport doesn't matter what is it is it a golf is it a football is it anything it's always the risk of injury so the injury is kind of part of the being professional elite so would you say for it's gymnastics it's more so you're probably going to get a bigger injury than a small injury because you're always warmed up you're you know constantly stretching staying flexible all that there sort of stuff or is it can you get them niggles and stuff like that as well you'll get the twinge but no mostly like even my friends it's usually bigger injuries uh, mm -hmm. simple as that like exactly we do brilliant flexibility training like as a part of our routine daily it's flexibility mobility workout and conditioning imagine we starting the training with an hour conditioning training we <laughs> that's what we start with we're not yeah. leaving that in the end we start with the hour conditioning training so it, it, it's a multi-developed sport kind of engaging whole body it's not just only one muscle group engaging whole body mm -hmm. so the interests are not uh, that we small one, like I would say, like maybe muscle polygamous, it does happen, but usually it's happened with the maybe bigger injuries that you may be landing wrong and then you maybe fracture the leg. Yeah. I see some dislocation of the elbow that, but usually they're happening with the lack of concentration. Mm -hmm. That's happened at any kind of sport, you know, imagine big elements. It's not that you're just running forward and backward. You're doing double talks, you're doing double talks with 360 and you may just lack of concentration opening in the wrong time and that this injuries happen yeah yeah just one split second that's what you're dealing with over there <laughs> like you've landed <laughs> on your face yeah terrible um so told me you mentioned there about like an hour of conditioning training for gymnastics so you've got another six or five hours i think you said after that what what is involved within like a day's professional mm -hmm. gymnast training professional gymnast it's a kind of mix of workout and conditioning so you're doing all of the jumps all of the stomach workout all of the back workout and they will not be static exercises they will be mixed static and dynamic exercises that's what we start before we even go to use any apparatus beam or vault or anything so that's how we started with just basic conditioning like training uh boring six days a week same stuff we can mix up of course but yeah. that's what we're doing travel walking up the line up and down five times that was the normal on that you can see probably ladders into the wall we're just going with the legs up and down 20 30 times that's how we started our training or doing like click clock that, that's that's the base of the gymnast training doing maybe 20 30 pull-ups on the bars and so, so that's our conditioning training before you're gonna even go 
exactly on the beam and maybe practice your new elements or things like that, or you even a routine. All right. Okay. So, so then you obviously you've started gymnastics at a young age, you've worked your way up and then is schools gymnast a big thing as well? Do you have to go to like university and, you know, participate as like an elite, like athlete or something like that? Or how did that work for you then? In Poland, it works a little bit different. Like I was in sports school. I was my primary school from one to two to three was combined mm-hmm. with the school, with, the, with, with my sport. So simple as that. Our classroom was above our sports hall. We had just teachers over there. We start at eight o'clock in the morning. We stay in the school till half 12, one o'clock. From one o'clock, we do the training. We have a dinner in the school as well. And then we train from one to four, first three years. And then, so that means from age seven to age nine. And then it's kind of secondary school over here. It's a little bit different education system. Uh So then we've been moved to different school, but it's still sports school. I was in a sports school, which combined gymnastics and handball, Olympic handball. So like I can explain like with me and the first year when we started uh, gymnastics, when I was six, seven years, six, it was 50 girls starting and they when we finished p3 there was just only nine left oh my god <laughs> that's the selection yeah and the, by the age 14 it was two but do you don't think that's very intense for you said you're what nine years older and yeah and how many hours a day were you doing four three three uh, from nine four five hours a day yeah so they've basically already categorized that someone out of this batch of 50 or 60 people girls are going to become gymnasts yeah but that's what i'm saying from that 50 just only two. Oh my god so that, that's the selection that, that's you know it, it's a hard work it's a ta- it's a bit of talent the, mm-hmm. it's a bit big commitment but a lot of it is a hard work it's hard work it's like you know you have those people which they have a talent but they're not willing to work. But in gymnastics, you have a little bit of talent and you have to work. And that's what I said from 50 girls with the two. Only two. Oh my God. And high level. Yeah. So, and, fascin- and, and you know what? Gymnastics, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just fascinated by how they've started everyone at such a young age and sort of, you know, try and figure out that this is something that people are going to want to do. I'm just thinking that like the system over here. And when I'm nine, so what age is that? That's like primary five, maybe, or something like that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. then that's quiet. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no, there was no real push for any sort of, you know, professional sport or high level. You know, the, I don't think that was ever in their mind for people. Like, even if you think of like the big sports over here, like Gaelic and soccer and stuff like that, the max you would have done or hurling was maybe an hour. You know. Yeah, I I know that. Like, and I live over here seventeen years almost, and I see it. It's. In Poland, they look a little bit different on the professional sports. They start early, and mm. like I can even tell you, like my cousin's son, he is nine years old, and he's playing football in the in the club, the soccer club. They train five days a week, three hours a day. Oh my God, nine that's unbelievable! Old. Yeah, so that's what I said. And like you have to then <clears throat> see what is the level of the football here, level in Poland, and the football. I'm not gonna say Poland have a brilliant like football team. But they do, they have a good players. Yeah, the producer will class talent, yeah. With, yeah, but it's exactly the same stuff with the swimming. I, I have a friend which they've been in swimming and they train from five o'clock to eight o'clock, three hours in the morning. They go to school and after school another two hours. They age nine, ten years old. 
Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's, no, but that's no commitment. And I know it's very hard to imagine for the people living over here how I'm going to put my child through it. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about professional, if your child has a dream to be the best gymnast, that's what you have to do. That's what you have to commit. Otherwise, there's no way. My girl was doing gymnastics. She's still doing. She's a good level. But will I want her to go the same level that myself? No. And oh, I, really? because I know how much is involved. Like, there, there is no even gymnastic club in Northern Ireland. Like, Newry, we have brilliant club, except mm -hmm. fantastic club, fantastic setup, brilliant coaches. But then, if it's coming to a certain level, you have to have the best coaches. My coaches, with certain level, I have the Russian coaches. Oh, because okay. we don't have that time in Poland, the coaches in my city will be able to keep, teach us and take us higher level. So they employ the Russian coaches, and with the Russian coaches, we oh, have yeah. a certain coaches, and you know they come and they bring you a little bit different point of view for the gymnastics, different routine, different regime, different training. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard, and I don't know. In Poland, was easier because you know I was in a sports school, so my parents dropped me in the morning and picked me up at four or five o'clock. That's it. And over here, imagine if the parent have to put the commitment and. Yeah drive, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes every single day to drop your child for three, four hours of training. It, yeah. it, it, I know very hard for the parents to commit to that as well. That's unbelievable. I can't and get we talk five, six days a week and then and then competitions and everything. It, it's a little bit different as well because in Poland when you go in competition, club are uh, have a good financial background from uh, Ministry of Education and Sport. Yeah. So the kids, they don't have to pay to travel for the competition. The bosses organize they're going all together. They have a coaches. If the parents want to go to watch it, they can go themselves. But the, all the gymnasts going with the boss together as a team. They've been handle leaders, like over here, gymnastic leaders. It took 100 quid for gymnastic leaders to competition leaders. So then in Poland, the clubs, they have the leaders. They handle it to the gymnasts. So that's the expenses cut down as well. It's a little bit, it's, not a little, it's completely different type of, of, of uh, look at the professional sport yeah there's definitely a lot more push to get professionals out there and it, i guess yeah. it's no surprise then whenever you come to look at olympic tables and performance and world stages that ireland as a country oh god i know we're not the I biggest population in the world but we're down there we're down there we're happy what is it we get medals in oh rowan we have the two brothers the two, them two mental brothers that get medals in rowan <laughs> that's probably about the height of it yeah, but yeah it's just so, no surprise that mostly go ahead athletic on box that's it. Yeah, that's, that's what is mostly in Ireland when you just watch it on the Olympics. And like my sister, she was professional handball player and mm -hmm. Polish national team. And she's the same. She started in the P1. That's unbelievable. I can't even think. I think in, when I was in primary school, I don't even know if we even trained for sports for Gaelic even that much. Maybe you did like a half an hour, 45 minute after school. And that's our, you know, that's the pinnacle of our sport over here, I suppose. Well, I can't believe that. Think uh, about it, our P1 Poland is seven. So then at that age, you can do, but it's usually mixed. It's a base of to get the preparation kits for the mm -hmm. different sport, but gymnastics is extreme. It starts very early. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> so we lost connection. The, no, 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 we're okay, we're okay. The, <laughs> the life in Poland as well is sort of fascinating. I remember you okay. told me one time before about the young men in Poland. And is it military service they have to perform as well? 
uh, it was, the, I think it's gone already two years ago or three, but it was, yes. If you, if you were 18 and you didn't go to any education, anything, kind, mm-hmm. kind of, you have no job, you have no education, even if you have a job, but yeah. you didn't get a performance education, yeah, that was compulsory. The army, I think, I don't want to lie, but I don't know, it was a year or a year and a half. Yeah, it was but very recently. It, it was something good. Because it gives a lot, I know loads of guys which they had kind of no future. They didn't know what to do. They didn't mm-hmm. know what to do in their life. And they went to the army and they stay in the army. Army provide them with education, they have a job, firefight them. So you can look at it that both way and give them a little bit more discipline as well. It's gone now, I think. I, I don't want to lie, but good three, four, maybe five years, maybe even more. But now you can still go and you can still go to the army, of course, if you're willing to like go to school. But it will accept a few straight <laughs> yeah if you want to go but it was compulsory it was compulsory that's the just... only one way you were rid of it was like a, a medical reason or you go in the university then you just don't have to go to the army but that used to be yeah i just feel i feel like listen i honestly feel like i'm living in a country that's in the stone age in terms of just getting their young people you know professional even whether it's you know education as you said if you don't go into education you have to join the army so i guess a lot of people will turn around and go you know what i may as well go to university and make try and make myself something because i don't want to be in the army or whatever it is like there's such a push there to get people to be professional maybe better themselves and you know just worked for a better economy yes, i suppose but, you know, yes it, it, yes and no like i moved over here because simple when i finished education when i was 23 and i was still qualified fitness professional and sports professional my wage as a teacher in the school it was at that time 200 not even 180 pounds a month really okay? <laughs> so that would be my exactly in 2004 when i left university it was 180 quid being a oh teacher. oh my god so i said okay i'm gonna travel I travel around the world a bit yeah. Yeah, as well. So, you know, I just uh, like try to make it better. And it's not like you can go university uh, because we have an entry exam for university. So it's not like you decide, okay, I want to go for a medicine yeah. and I just go. Or I want to be the, I don't know, I don't know. I want to be scientist and then I just go. No, you have entry exam in Poland still. So uh, like, I know I we talk with my friends about a medicine exam to one of the medical university. It was 6,800 applicants and they have just only 301 places for that year. That's it. So oh it's God. enter exam. You have to give you a level as well, but on, on the top of it, you have your enter exam. If you not pass it, that's it. Gone. That's the list, 320. Find your name there. If you're not there, you're not getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's sort of similar over here a wee bit. And then... The fees for university as well, then are they free? I'm going to bet you they are. Exactly. Our university is free. You go, if you get into the university, it's free. Of course, you have to pay for your books and things yeah. like that, but education is free. But you have to work hard even to stay there because there's nobody going to keep you over there. If you not push up yourself and pull up yeah. yourself, if you're not going to pass one, two exams, I think there's another... 6,000 people, you know, for your clothes, for that position, for that place. I mean, uh-huh. so then it also gets to say, so everything so far you've sold me about Poland sounds absolutely wonderful and amazing. And then, as you said, it all comes down to the bottom line. You get out, you start getting paid and you're like, screw this. <laughs> so that's where the travel sort of comes in for you. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> but you know, I know loads of sports people, the top in the Polish national team, myself, my sisters, and mm. then you're going to the uni and 
I was earning much more money when I was a professional gymnast, when my job was just only, okay, good, be good in uni, so you have a scholarship, and then be good at sports, so you have my like scholarship for, for being a gymnast and compete for a Polish national team, and then you finish it, and maybe you stop competing, and then you're going to work, and the wall hacks you. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, maybe from earnings, I can show them, like, you may get maybe as a professional gymnast or whatever, scholarship, good, good money. Like, you are a still student and you get maybe 400 pounds a month. And then you're going to go work in the school as a teacher. And when I was finished, it was 180 pounds. So I feel like, you know what? I may stay another two, three years on the <laughs> union because that's a better life than I actually work. Yeah. That, that was it. And you know what? That's exactly, that's why loads of people after when we just join up the New York Union, just left. Yeah. Simple as that, because you have top, you have your qualification, you you have a something to give to the country, but the money. Yeah, they don't want to give you anything back, yeah. Yeah. They don't want to give you anything back. That's why loads of people move from Poland out, and I'm just not meaning Ireland, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah, everywhere in the Norway, world. Germany, like, you know, all around the world, it's, that's what it is. It's getting better now. I'm not going to say like that 17 years making big, massive difference. Mm-hmm. And I know loads of Polish family already coming back to Poland. We used to, if you have a kid, you have hardly any support. There was no child benefit, child credit like yeah. we have it here. Now in Poland, you you actually got more than here for child though in Poland. So for child, you have now roughly £100 a month. Okay. Much over here, it's much less. So if you have a three kids, you have a three hundred pounds a month mm-hmm. as a child, child benefit, child credit automatically. So it's getting better. It's 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 going good direction. I have to say that. Like, but it's like I I suppose it's it's sort of all relative because I've been to I've been to Krakow once. So we went for a wedding, and the cost of lip. Well, I don't know about the cost of living, but the cost of things. The is it uh, is lot of you call it money? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It almost felt like Monopoly money. We give her like a tenner and you got like 180s lottie or whatever. Was I can't remember at the time, but it was unbelievable. (laughs) You see, the food is quite uh, cheap, especially restaurants and the beer and alcohol, especially when you're coming from here. Yeah, I found that out very quick. (laughs) We pay much more for electricity and we pay quite a big money for the water. We pay for consumption, Poland, electricity is quite expensive. And uh, rent, it's not cheap as well. Even mm-hmm. if you own the apartment, you still have to pay some kind of rent towards the, the community, towards, yeah. towards the, 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 the city. So okay. uh, that, that's the problem, yeah. And then we pay for medication, not like here. Yeah. Think about it, like if someone is sick, we pay for medication. You will, of course, there are some uh, medication that they're free of charge. But there's loads of medication you have to pay for it or you pay 50 percent or 30 percent or some kind of it but uh, nothing's free like like, like yeah. here like that's what i said like over here you go and we have ibuprofen for free for a one for free you can get everything kind of it that's why i think nhs is just underneath <laughs> that's the real it, reason it is free and i know we have that conversation with loads of people and it's like Dominica, oh we pay taxes i said i know but still like you know don't it's a pretty I, good we, deal. We know how to yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good deal. Uh, so yeah, so then we've sort of covered the whole like Poland stuff, and then we've sort of touched there on like come to Northern Ireland stuff like that. So how did how did you end up here? Why you're based out in Newry, Newry, Northern Ireland? You had the whole world to choose from to go, and you've ended up here. 
Yeah, no, no. After I uni, I went and I lived in the States, in the United States, in yeah. Nevada. And then uh, my boyfriend came to Newry. Okay. And that's how, how it is. He ended up in Newry. So I just came in over here for two months, just literally just traveling. I already have a contract in Poland in school yeah. to work in school. Mm. So uh, I came over here and I got a job. My plan it was to work maybe a couple hours and then travel and just see Ireland, simple as yeah. that. But I got the job and then my friend told me, Dominica, they're looking for fitness instructor in your leisure center. So I said like, oh, okay, I'm going to get a seat, <laughs> uh, how it looks like. And that's it. So I just walk in and I just ask and I said, and I said, guys, I know you've been looking for fitness, right? can I see the gym? And they just have, we have a talk, then we have an interview and, and then I just got the job. And uh, I was planned to stay that easy? and the 17 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> and you know, like imagine like if I would, if I started working in Poland and my first weight, it will be especially first year as mm -hmm. a teacher was 180 quid a month. And I got that money here uh, for working a week. You got and the weight. So that you was said... my weight for a week, 180 quid. My first con, yeah. Like when I like when I was if I will work in Poland as a teacher, my mm -hmm. monthly wage was one hundred eighty pounds. Okay. And I got the job over here as a fitness instructor, and I remember my first contract was four pounds eighty five an hour. That was my <laughs> that was my early rate. Oh my god! <laughs> Slave labor. Yeah, four eighty five exactly. Yeah, and you know, working thirty seven hours, so your weight it will be around one hundred eighty pounds a week. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Jesus, when you compare that, I may as well stay here. And that's what that's happening. It was just mostly money. And I have said it. I love Irish people. Like, they're so friendly. They make me feel so friendly. Yeah. And all of the stuff. And people, I did not understand your slang and your language at the start. You kind of, I said, like, yeah, it's English. But I said, like, Jesus, I don't understand those people. <laughs> In fairness, I'm like, it, half the population, I'd say there's about five different areas of Northern Ireland. And, like, each of us don't understand each other the best of times anyway. So <laughs> we're all technically speaking the same language. No, I still remember one client came in from Kikil. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sorry, I just can't understand you. And as I worked before in the United States as a cocktail waitress in casino, mm -hmm. so we have loads of training how to deal with drugs and all those things. And I remember nobody even used the word crack in America because you know, crack was okay. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Words in the casinos, nah, nah. And then I came on a gym, what's the crack? And I was like, sell any crack? I don't have any crack. <laughs> and it's like, no. And I'm like, what they want? Like, okay, I don't have any crack. I said, no, just. What's new? Anything new? And I thought, oh, okay. So it, was, <laughs> it was some funny situation. The boys still laughing at it. And uh, yeah, just learn when you so live here. Did you always speak, did you always speak English or was that something you picked up no. on your travels? Just the life. Did you always speak English or was that something you picked up on your travels then? Uh, no, I was, because I was in a sports school, uh, we have English, I think from people where we have English less. Uh, English lessons like a second language oh right okay well, yeah so then it was but I, I never said like I speak fluent English that stage uh, I have a French as a second language and mostly actually going the competition as a gymnast as if we go there was lots of competition Belgium France Holland mm -hmm. 
So there was like more French speaking and like Canadian coming over, so we speak uh, French, but uh, mostly speak English and Polish language. It's so close to the Russian. So any Eastern Europe, Russian, Ukraine, we can, they can speak Russian, we can speak Polish and we kind of meet halfway. If yeah, not, yeah you can figure it out. That. <laughs> if you go on a competition, that's why I always, I always said like, it doesn't matter if somebody doesn't speak fluent because I've been traveled around gymnast nobody really look at your accent that you say something wrong you just get on with it and you, you just stitch but i have to say that i always said to the guys in the leisure center guys correct me when i said something wrong yeah so i have a good teachers over there tommy conan always is a brilliant english teacher dominica <laughs> you have to say this when okay <laughs> and then no it is because you learn as you go and you know when i actually learn actually the most going to the pop Oh really? We've just getting the general the general yeah, vibe in of places. Pub, in pub, you just actually learn so much from the conversation people when they're loud, slang. And yeah. then I remember first couple of weeks when I went to the pub and I was like, my goodness. Like, you know, I have I understand half of the stuff. And then they all laughing and I said like I was clicking up after 10 seconds and then I laugh and oh and it's like, oh, you didn't get it. I got it 10 seconds after you. <laughs> You're trying to figure it out and process it in your brain. Yeah, it's not exactly good feel. It's you sure think loads of stuff. Like, you know, we've been taught in the school proper English. Yeah. How are you today? No, yeah. what's up? What's the crack? And, you know, so you, you have to just. I'd actually, I had a conversation with uh, Darren, my last guest, and he's from, where, he's from Bestbrook out here as well. And he was saying when he went to Belfast, which is only half an hour, 45 minutes up the road, he really, really struggled when he, <laughs> you're a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> we caught that on camera. Like a pig. He was saying. You caught it on the camera. Wait a second. I have to take it. You have to clean. Your mom, you have to clean that up. <laughs> Oh no, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> and I but, always laugh at Elena that she's the piglet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I was saying, we were so he was telling me like when he gets on stage and he talks and stuff like that, he really, really had to concentrate on, you know, slowing down. Even I'm trying to consciously do it now, and it's frustrating for me to not speak at that 90 miles an hour, usual Northern Ireland sort of way. But it's just fascinating how, even though there's people speaking my own language which is obviously northern irish version of english yeah. whatever you want to take that as people still don't understand you it's, i know i know it's, i live in poland in the area of Silesia, so we have completely different slang and different language so loads of people if i were start to speak silesian I yeah. don't understand it. It's a completely different language. So I know. but it's the same in Poland. Different area have different slang, so we have exactly the same situation. Yeah. But Irish, it's it's specific. Like I have to say that the slang in each area with and you I wouldn't say that Irish people speak fast. Polish people speak fast. I speak fast. Yeah. I have to say it. Uh -huh. uh, but you do. You actually do I do fast speak fast. very fast. Yeah. Fast. But it's yeah. frustrating for me when I think of slowing down because do your brain just works at that sort of speed and you're trying to get all the words out like we had uh like for example like there was a good one like it was a uh, well what's crack you like, i haven't said any sort of broken down word there i just went what's crack you somehow i've managed to mix in hello what is the crack with you and the what's crack you <laughs> it makes no sense <laughs> yeah i know even but, my kids you know, my kids obviously fluent like new york 
You will not even. Oh, have this picked up the New York accent. You will love the Polish accent. I've got as long as you make sure they don't get the the cure. That's the main one. know it's funny i was two years in two years or three years in poland and a border state party and i met the guy from scotland mm-hmm. and we start talking chatting and half of our friends would speak fluent english and my teacher and my friend she's the english teacher she owned the school i said like i don't understand half of the stuff you were talking and then he actually says to me dominica you must live in northern ireland you have northern ireland accent mm-hmm. i said is it yeah, and I said, like, oh my god, it's like you know. You look disgusted. I don't think so. I have. I may take up, but my yeah, but my Polish accent still quite strong, even being here seventeen years. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Because I have a cousin as well, and she like she speaks Polish, and then whenever she talks in English, she talks perfect Nuri lingo. Like she just sounds like she's from here. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it ever. There's no hint of anything. You because my girlfriend met her for the first time at her wedding, and she was like she from she lived in poland at all she lived in europe her whole life and she spent the majority of her life in poland but because of she learned english here the twang is yeah. on you're not gonna miss it it's just, it's just, I know yeah. so talk to me a bit more about we said we want to talk a bit more about life in ireland and irish people like obviously the irish people i think the irish people and the polish people have a good rapport now i think there was a while where there was you know me certain a small bunch of very ignorant people maybe but i think now there's a really good healthy bond and relationship there how do you feel it's going at the minute or what do you see any of that like sort of old school mentality still you know what? Uh, no 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 i i don't think so and i would said actually that older people older generation welcome us more than mm-hmm. the younger generation in, uh, in ireland i have to say it like and i think it's just to do with it that the loads of irish people travel abroad as well so australia yeah. united states so they know that they, they maybe kind of feel in our shoes like and i remember when i just came here and everybody were so helpful and they always said dominica you know if my daughter ever gonna live in a different country i will ask if somebody treats you the way i am treating you so yeah. it was i know that way no i think we have a brilliant but you know, when you decide to live in a different country, you have to take on board that different things may happen. Not mm-hmm. everybody going to like you. Not everybody going to be friendly. And it's something that you have to take on board. And I totally understand it. Yeah. And But I'll have to know Irish people are really, really friendly. Like, I, I couldn't have said about it. I, of course, there was a couple of situations, but you, yeah. you can get it everywhere. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter what nationality you are. But what is brilliant and this like i've been traveling so much around the world and i have to say like ireland there's no other country around the world with so strong community yeah as irish people and especially newry i have to say that newry the community over here is so strong mm-hmm. that i probably people in newry don't realize that but it is i know some people say like yeah everybody know everything about everyone but it's it's, it's a bit of beauty in it like maybe some people don't see it that way but if something happens it's usually so many people willing to help yeah exactly and everyone likes to help out and get involved so i have to that that community is, is brilliant and i like i really like it in in, in ireland I, I wish in in poland and the countryside some of them they still will be that strong community but it's kind of year by year but over here it's still so strong people will 
meet you at the street stuff, you'd have a time to chat. Uh-huh. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a lot slower paced over here. I think compared to any countries I've been in anyway, because you go to most countries and I always think it has something to do with the, almost like the way the country's been built and like infrastructure, like our biggest city in Northern Ireland is Belfast, which let's be honest, is not a city. You can drive through it in 20 minutes. <laughs> not yeah. a brilliant capital city. So yeah, I suppose you always have, everyone knows everybody because there's not that many people. Maybe that plays into the part of it. As well, uh, that like I coming from big city, my city was 180,000 people live and quite big, and uh, mm-hmm. the community is not that close. And I have to say, I miss it. Like, even like, I have to say, like, when my mom come over here, my mom and love, they love it over here, and she's like, oh, it's so quiet, slow down. That's why like, was one of my decisions to stay in, in, in the Ireland, Newry kind of it because. I've been always on the go for 16 years of being the gymnast. I have, imagine like I have always bag sitting in the corner of my room. It was ready because we've been training. I never spent almost summer in a, at home. Yeah. We've been always going sports camp, two weeks conditioning sports camp, six weeks, the, the normal sports camp between the competition. So for mm. me, it was kind of, hey, take a breath, yeah. settle down. Just relax. So do you know that take I, a breath? Just reminded me of there. Just as you said, take a breath. That sounded like the most yoga instructor, Pilates instructor. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Take so breath. so yeah. that's probably a good segue. You're into you're now doing Pilates and yoga as sort of your a niche, maybe in fitness you focus on. Uh, yeah, but it was like when I was younger, I just want to go do jumpy classes, sweaty <laughs> classes that you burn loads of calories. Uh, I always do my gymnastic on the back, so I always find the time to deliver my gymnastic, my stretches. But I have a back, bad injury, mm-hmm. really bad back injury. So it was time. I got my qualification for Pilates, fun enough, in 2007, and I okay. didn't start teaching till really 2015, I think. <laughs> 16, actually, yeah. Yeah. And then I said, like, okay, my back will not handle any more jumpy, jumpy classes. <laughs> it's time to just. <laughs> slow down a little bit because there's certain things I can do certain things I can't so yeah pilates the yoga flexibility mobility workout it's just and we just see it everyone day by day what we need we need the movement movement is the medicine so mm-hmm. I always said it like instead of taking loads of tablets painkillers try to start moving like we all see it year by year we move less and less and less look normal family probably have a, a two by two they have four cars everyone yeah. had their own car they not walk anymore i'm kind of like a walking exercise now it's luxury like, you know, <laughs> yeah it's like the thing to, it's like a same thing to be doing <laughs> yeah and it's like we are now trying to encourage people to think 10,000 steps a day mm-hmm. yeah because you've been incredibly busy i've seen like i think i'm right i'm probably not doing myself any justice here by saying like not being sure on this but it's been like international's woman day i think there was on monday so today is thursday and recording this and honestly dominica i don't think we've had we could have got a more empowering woman on for a lot of people listening today because during the pandemic you've started really your own business you've launched classes with very very limited like technical support i believe as well and you seem to be obviously flying like you've jumped into like instagram as well and you're on here with me now so like talk to me a bit about through like the start of that. So let's go back to the start of, is it Me Time Studio? So the Me Time Studio project that you started. Me Time Studio. And guys, that's me. No technical person whatsoever. <laughs> but until the April, I did not even have Instagram. And you know that. Show. Yeah, I told you. I was like, Dominic, you need to get on Instagram. I it was, <laughs> yeah, that was like, 
the Instagram and just ha- hardly handle the Facebook. And it was <laughs> literally my fault. It was just phone calls, text message. Yeah. But then the pandemic came in and a lot of clients, my clients, asking me, Dominica, can you do something for us? And that's how it started. So we started Zoom classes. Uh, no, first we started with the video, but it's taking ages. I have a, I have a GoPro, so a good, my husband's a good at technique stuff, so yeah. he showed me how to use the GoPro. But it took me two, two and a half hours to edit it first video. 15 <laughs> minutes per video. It's not as easy as we make it look. Yeah. <laughs> consumption yeah and then it was the time that youtube was so busy it took almost three hours to load that video on the youtube and i thought okay we can't go like that so mm. then we just uh, start doing the zoom classes zoom classes and we done them up to the really i think august we or september up to september we're doing them we've been doing them for free completely so we have loads of girls joining up it was brilliant because uh, it's not just only physical health, but also the mental health. And if we still have to stay in yeah. touch after the classes, some of the girls they have, oh, I'm going to get my barbecue, my husband get my drink red or red, and say, yes, <laughs> there you go, enjoy your life. Yeah. So that's how it started. And then uh, we get the offer. No, in a pandemic, I got the offer as well to take a part in the fitness convention in Poland. So I was doing the fitness convention online. Uh, for actually exercises for seniors and over 50s because it's so popular over here. Yeah. That's the brilliant thing I have to say in Northern Ireland. We look after our elderly people and mm-hmm. older community as well. So, and then we've been offered to join up the kind of maybe team. The, the, the guy had a studio and offer us a studio. Yeah. And me and Alina, we just jump up. We just use opportunity. Mm. If it shows up, we just use it. So we opened the studio, we've been open six weeks and then the lockdown comment six weeks, that was it. But it was brilliant because all of the girls come back. Yeah, six weeks exactly. So it's like everybody and I know lots of people say like, Oh my business is closed, my business is closed. Guys, we've been open six weeks. Yeah. We are closed. But we're still online. We stay staying Zoom, we stay in class, we have a brilliant numbers, we're doing free classes on Monday evening if anybody wants to join up Pilates. Yeah, we just I never sit in a place. I always try to, nothing's happening because you're sitting in a house and doing nothing. We can exactly. sit in a house and moan and complain <clears throat> about everything, but it, it, it's not constructive. It, it's not going to change your life. So mm-hmm. if an opportunity shows up, don't be afraid to take that step and, and, and ju- just do it. Move, even if it's going to be step by step, sometimes you have to make a step back. But yeah. as long as you're going to try something. So like there's, anyone listen to this and you've been wanting to get in Pilates or getting into anything like that you have no excuse now Monday evenings a free class waiting for you ready to go yeah waiting for you we're gonna do that class until I'll be back to work so we don't know yeah. when <laughs> Monday evening is my hours for it's a free class on me time studio seven o'clock it's 30 minutes very basic very gently as simple I can't control you and mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to get injured in the classes. So it's really, really simple. It's more or less movement, mobility, flexibility. And especially if loads of us working in an office, that will help your back aches and pains in the shoulders. So yeah, because there's a lot of people that aren't even leaving the houses these days, like if they're working from home and stuff like that there. So definitely on your Monday nights, make it a priority. Get in some Pilates. I might even drop in there some week. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if anyone yeah, wants we'll to see that. <laughs> but yeah, so... And that's what I said. Like, like I have, I never use uh, Instagram or Facebook, and I 
open it and it's just opening a new opportunity for me like uh, the mm. 10th of April guys I can invite you now I've been invited to take a part in the international fitness convention for fitness Ireland so fitness one of the best mm. uh, now fitness school in Ireland so we're doing four days fitness convention mm. so we're, and it makes it's not just about the Pilates uh, it's about the fitness yoga mountain running rehabilitation diet so mix up and it's not for professional only there's loads of just normal people that just want to learn a little bit more want to just do a little bit more class educate themselves so just if you want more information you can contact sean or me yeah and uh, and he will contact and send the um, details to me <laughs> yeah because a lot of people have a hard time you always hear probably the biggest one we ever hear in the gym is like i just don't yeah. know where to start Take it from us. This is your place to start. <laughs> this is if you're going to start, you may yeah. as well start here. Uh, yeah, that's true. But look, Sean, you started the same year ago, year and a half, and now look. Yeah, exactly. How well are you doing? Yeah, I'm a celebrity yeah, now. I'm a celebrity, Sean, and all sorts. It's it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are celebrity, doctor, but I'm saying. Me and my best friend Gals from Jordy Shore now. Like, you do what you love. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've always just thought, like, especially when you're young as well, like at any age, maybe, like, just give something a go. What's the worst that can happen? Like, I'm sitting here, I work away at my degree and stuff like that. Worst case scenario, I look back and go, you know what? I'll do something with my degree. And that's a worst case scenario. So that's a pretty good situation in my eyes to be in. Might as well try something. Yeah, and look at the other thing. That's what I say, you have nothing to lose. And it's, it's as I always say, loads of people are afraid. And I know loads of mommies in the house because uh, I try to encourage moms because they're sitting in the house and they think like, oh my God, that has nothing to go, nothing to do. If you have any idea or anything, just, just move on. Just believe yourself. I, I'm very lucky. My husband believes any, for any project I'm doing. I am just mentioned to him, like, okay, just do it. Like, yeah. you have my full support. And I said, but I need more hands from you to look after the kids. No worries, I will do it. Mm -hmm. So That's guys, it's just especially women. It's like don't be afraid. The same. I, I know uh, these days. I know loads of boys have kind of nowhere to go, young ones, and 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 I know it's frustrating because you know they're sitting in the house. But if you have any idea that you would like to do something, or or just just concentrate on it and make up the business in your head. There are some organizations will help you to make a business and will help you to to do your maybe your dream comes true so don't be afraid to make that step and then you know loads of people will think oh everybody gonna take piss of me like oh yeah. really this don't don't think about it what the people are gonna say because there will be always people saying different things and it's just it's just a life there will be always haters somewhere there so <clears throat> don't look at that yeah, you'll always have haters. I always, uh, there's a good guy I'd listen to on YouTube and stuff, Gary V, and he talks about like how never, like, because obviously a big thing you can get consumed in whenever you start doing social media stuff is your views. That's a big thing and your following stuff. He goes, it's completely subjective. Some guy asked him one time, saying, What's better to do? Should I put out less high quality content or just lots of content? And his answer was simply just goes, It's completely subjective. Who's, who's the person saying your content's good or not good? For example, like, who's the person saying this podcast isn't good? Who's the person saying that? Your Pilates classes aren't good, which obviously no one would say, but you get my point. Like, keep doing lots of what you're doing. You're going to find the people. There's billions of people in this world. And you're going to find the ones that enjoy what you're putting out there, really. Yeah. And it's just, it, I talk about this so much, but like, you imagine of someone that's super talented that maybe is afraid of trying to push something, like you said, like mums or whatever, like even if it's something like singing, 
you imagine if like Adele, for example, had decided, oh no, I'm being embarrassed to put a video out there of me singing online. Yeah. You've just robbed the world of pure talent. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's loads. And I know mom like that. She's brilliant with sewing. And I just <clears> encourage her. She got her first sewing machine. So I hope she's going to go that way. Yeah. Because there's loads of moms, like just some, not even moms, but loads of people just don't believe themselves. Mm -hmm. So just, just, and I know it's very hard to maybe believe yourself if somebody always telling you you're not good enough, you're not yeah. doing well, you would just, yeah. But it's, it's just, if you make that first small step, and then that step's gonna be a mile. Yeah, yeah. So you, you always look back. I always like to see. I always like to look back at a year at a time, see where I've been to from last year, really. And guarantee, if you start whatever project you're thinking of doing, or in the back of your head, in a year's time, you look back and be like, "I'm so glad I did that." I'd almost guarantee it with every single person out there. Yeah. No. Definitely. Loads like we've been. I've been not even thinking to open my own studio. It's <clears> just opportunity come up, and I'm like, oh "My God, if we're not gonna do it, we're not gonna do it." Yeah. Oh, come on, we're gonna do. It. We have nothing to lose. Uh, and then six weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but you know, it, it, it's <laughs> we did nothing to lose. So we're still clients with us, which is great. And mm -hmm. finally, the pandemic will be over. Okay, it will One end. We will finally come back. It's not gonna be forever. Mm -hmm. So if if you have something to to just an idea just, just go for it yeah so see dominic with your pilates classes and stuff like that and you do yoga as well people were really asking me like what is the breakdown pilates and yoga like what is there a really big difference between the two or what's involved with one class compared to the other class like that was a big question i was getting yeah it, it, it is it is a, a big difference pilates will be more engaging as well not just the breathing is a little bit different We're completely different pilates and yoga mm -hmm. and pilates it will be if i can just Give you that simple explanation it would be more for strength you're looking for core strength lower back strength mobility engaging deep muscles in your body yoga it's generally more for flexibility and stretches there would like in pilates we will not be holding poses for two three minutes like it's more about the movement okay and the yoga will be more static there is slow yoga as well but the yoga will be more flexibility and then then stretching and then Pilates more mobility. Okay. So like the joint can stretch is like we have a stretches and mobility. So mobility and movement is how far you can move with the arm. Okay. So that that's that's your movement, for example. Yeah. And then if you want to stretch, so you stretch your leg. So it's mm -hmm. the one thing you move, but. If I can explain it that way, if somebody understands. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think that... yeah, there is a difference. It's a different breathing as well in the yoga and Pilates. Uh, yoga uh, would be more stretching, maybe go this way. Mm -hmm. And then Pilates would be more also the core strength and, and, and then, then, then helping a lot with the lower back and the shoulders. And, but both of them. And the main thing in yoga, yoga is very much connected with meditation, with your breathing relaxation mm -hmm. meditation which pilates uh, doesn't have that meditation background from from some india like all right okay and then talk to me someone wanted to know about the trapeze classes you're doing if you haven't seen these you just need to go onto dominica's page and look at these talk to me a bit more about the trapeze class you do as well yeah. trapeze class you know what it was, it was like it's trapeze class as simple as that it's a brilliant tool to use uh, in a class 
Mm-hmm. And because uh, I know I have loads of people say, oh, Dominica, it's yoga for me, it's a little bit boring. And I say, okay, so come, we're going to try uh, yoga trapeze. I start yoga trapeze myself from my back, okay, mm-hmm. because it's a little bit traction inversion uh, training. And when I done the training, it does help my back. I still doing uh, yoga trapeze in the house. I have a beam, so I'm hanging up over there. So I have to, maybe I have to do some video and put it on it so yeah. in the house. <laughs> and uh, yes, it, it, it's a tool which help you. We're still holding the poses. Mm-hmm. We are upside down as well. And I know some people are afraid. Oh my goodness, no, I'm going to fall. Guys, it's not like you're jumping on the trapeze and straight away we're doing all of the poses upside down <laughs> banana mama and those kind of things we're going step by step like yeah. anything in your life we teach step by step and uh, there are of course contraindication for some of the people and i have people coming and they can go upside down but we can do other things mm. it's a good fun and it's, it's a good relaxation as well and and then it, it is it's a, good, it's a good fun and i think it, it's brilliant that People coming completely different people in group. I will have 16 years old, or maybe 67, I think my eldest. And they all go, all work completely different level, but they both enjoy it. That's the main thing. Oh my God. So it's been, because when I first saw it, I thought it was like Cirque du Soleil or something like that. Like people are like going to be swinging <laughs> from like the curtains, like off the roof and stuff like that. I was like, this is going to be, someone's going to get hurt. No, funny enough, guys, it's like, no, there is no crash mat. Okay, <laughs> general, there is no crash mat. It's just because in the studio we had mats uh, mm-hmm. from uh, karate, but they are not crash mats. Okay, so <laughs> nobody is gonna fall or anything. So we're just doing basic class. And as I'm saying, like, you're not gonna slide down, we're going step by step. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some class already uh, and nobody ever fall down. So, so don't you worry. <laughs> I'm there. I'm like yeah. a gymnast. I can assist you, I can teach you even double talk. <laughs> It's so it's really interesting because like you've mentioned about being like a professional gymnast and stuff like that. And I suppose like whenever you stopped in gymnast, the only way, not the only way, but like it made sense the path you went. But now for a lot of these athletes, especially any athletes, I suppose a lot of them are getting into social media. Have you seen that a lot? And like there's so many different avenues for them now for like revenue. Like a lot of them aren't retiring and becoming, you know, traditional professionals in like a working environment. Like a lot of people I've seen are you almost using they're like sport as a platform to get onto social media and start promoting things that way. It's unbelievable the yeah, sort of routes that professional sports because, taken. Yeah, because when you finish to being a professional sports person, my days there was no Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. or anything like that. So think about it as a kind of all revenue kind of end. And if you have injury, yeah. then it's not that you can go maybe from premiership, then you go second league or first league and still earn some money. So for mm-hmm. some of them, the life is end. If you've been good enough, if you make enough connections, the people will take it. I have the friends which they've been in biathlon or football or volleyball and they, they are football commenter. My best friend, she is a soccer mm-hmm. football commentator for your sport. So she that's what she does. So uh, yes, and, and it's like, it's a brilliant tool now this day, Instagram and, uh, and the Facebook and Instagram probably more now, but LinkedIn as well that will connect yeah. people with certain businesses uh, as well i never even looked you know what like because I, I i never was in the social media at all and i never looked that way yeah so i can go finish and do any sport and it's i just like helping people and then like pilates yoga and yoga practice helping people that's the main thing for me mm-hmm. i like helping people i like 
like I work a lot with people, with people, adult kids with learning difficulties. So, and I know it's not for everyone. Everybody's like, oh my God, it's a tough work. I love it. It's yeah. just give me so much back. So it's like, I, I, I love that work, but it's, I know you, sometimes you have to grow up into that. And I think like my husband's laughing that I have made age crisis because I'm gonna, I'm coming big for all. I'm not gonna lie. And I was like, <laughs> You're looking something in your life that it's not just only money orientated, but it's something gonna give you something back a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's like I helping in the community as well. So it's it's my thing. So yeah, like but you know, just whatever makes you happy. Yeah, do whatever. Yeah, basically do whatever keeps you happy and keeps you going. I suppose uh, a lot of people are asking. I was gonna get into some of these questions here to wrap up because people have been sending questions on. I've tried to fit as many in as possible during that, but we'll have a couple here at the end. Uh, so if these seem a bit random and off the left, don't blame me, blame the people of Instagram. <laughs> Somebody wants to know, is it possible to train yourself to do the splits like in your photos or is it all about natural flexibility? No, it's like you train to that. Nobody would learn with doing a split. There are some people who have it's a medical condition, mm -hmm. not over flexibility, over hyper, the, the like, ligaments are completely flexible, but that, that's the medical and stuff but no do you think when i was a gymnast i i know how to do split straight away no it, 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 you can train yourself up and the good thing it is you could be 50 and you can still with regular stretching and training be able to do the split flexibility is <laughs> one of the fitness components yeah. that you can improve all your life so imagine you're never gonna be that fast as whenever you're in your peak time like 19 to 23 mm -hmm. but Flexible, you can be not be flexible when you are that age, but you can improve your flexibility in later stage in your life. So flexibility is kind of the one of the components uh, of our physical fitness Yeah. Uh, that you can improve all your life. I know lady 87 was still doing a split. She was a gymnast. But do you think she's just doing that without doing exercises every single day? No. Yeah. I still can do the split, but if I don't do any flexibility workout for probably about a month, I'm struggle. I'm not gonna split. I will be probably that much from the floor. So you have to get into your flexibility training. Yeah. So yes, even if you are 50, 60, you still are able to do the split. It's gonna take you longer. As simple, we have less collagen in our body. We are less <laughs> flexible with the age. It's just normal, but you still be able to do it. Yeah. And so the people are also asking, what's the? Is there an easier way to do split? So that you can do like front or you can do like the side ones. If that makes sense. No, it's it, it, general men sideways okay it's the build of the pelvis yeah women is the pants like i prefer the one leg but some of the people prefer the, the, the sideways uh, so uh, it, it, it depends i'm not gonna say one is easier than the other mm -hmm. if and if, if someone has some type of injury around the hips certain one could be easier than the other but the okay. general uh, for males it will be side split uh, easier for you to do it Okay. Uh, somebody you wants. You can see it in a gym. I'm doing more. That. Yeah, you sort of do notice that a bit more. Um, people want to know what is it like to be called to represent your country on a national level. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a good feeling. <laughs> I remember. Uh, it's brilliant. I'm not gonna uh, lie with you when you just putting first time the uh, your leotard with the like we have an eagle on our uh, the Denmark so as a team when you represent and in, in international competition 
all your gear has to have a flag with the country that it represents. Mm-hmm. And when you're going for STEM and they handle you your dress, your shoes, your bag, your socks, and everything, it's Poland, Poland. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a great feeling that you're gonna go and you're gonna represent your car, but it's a big responsibility as yeah. well. Don't think about it as well that uh, even uh, they're not gonna look at you as you're just represent your country in the competition. It's a part of your life outside the sports hall. When I was in the school, in the high school as well, everybody knows. So you have to take it on board that uh, you have to be a good example. I, I I never smoke. I still am four years old. I never smoke a cigarette in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like it. I I, I just even the smell for me it was but yeah. like how I could smoke when I was maybe 16, 17, and then other younger gymnasts look at me and I'm smoking. So it's it's a little bit pressure as well, but brilliant. Like I was choose for the being the senior team when I was I just finished 16. Being a gymnast to uh, be picked up for the team, you have to finish 16 years old. And fun enough, in April I fractured my leg. I landed up wrong three days before the competition, and then I said I was there. That's it. No I'm way. finishing. That's me done. I was 15, yeah. And I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just training all my life. And it was silly three days before the competition, fracture, plaster on. And I just, and I never cry in the sports hall. That was for me. I'm not going to show my witness. And I just get home. Ambulance actually took me home. And uh, I just lost it two days in tears. And I said, that's me. I'm not going to be a gymnast anymore. I'm fed up training so much. And then I think middle of June, I said, like, okay, I took a plaster off. A little bit of rehabilitation coming back. That's it. Your main and concern when you broke your leg was, was I don't want to cry. <laughs> yeah, and I just both my ass really trained for six weeks. And then mm. I was just in August, I was 16, and my coach says to me, Okay, September competition, I'm gonna put you in the senior team. And I qualified for my first Europe championship. So it's not a couple a, months later. Just casual conversation with your coach going, you're going to the national team. It's not like the movies you get the letter and you start breaking down crying in the house. Just yeah, you're going. That's it. As simple yeah, as that. that, was, that was, like I said to my mom, good enough, my parents were very supporting and my parents never pushed me. That's your decision. And yeah. then I said, okay, so I, I was six weeks of the really tough camp and then the competition happened and then I was picked up for team. And I remember my first competition was in Holland in Eindhoven. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's nice, nice to represent the country. It doesn't matter if, if it's uh, the highest level or the lowest level, but when you represent your country on anything, it's a kind of achievement and the privilege. As well. mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's class. Uh, someone else wants to know, I thought this was actually a brilliant question. Someone wanted to know, what would a dad of a young gymnast look like? <laughs> okay. It's it's a tough. I don't want to talk much about it as I know loads of people yeah. will, will take it completely different. Okay, being a gymnast, you are all your life on diet. Okay, that's what it is. That's what being gymnastic is. It's a, it's a part of, of of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was younger, I did not have that problem because I was always skinny and very very slim. Uh, when I came 13, 14 years old, period, and all of it, of course, you're putting on weight, and then that problem starts because you're getting off balance on the beam or anything. Your balance change, it's getting harder. So you have to control your your diet a lot. Especially imagine if you put even two, three pounds uh, of the weight, your wrists are getting sore. 
yeah. so they adapt and everything. So it's a question on your view of your joints. So yes, as a gymnast, most of your life they're on diets, and it, 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 these days gymnasts you're probably gonna see it. They change a lot. They're more muscular. The 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 all elements are more dynamic. You have to have really good strength. So there's not that many really skinny, slim gymnasts, and it's less pressure on diets these days. Mm-hmm. And I know that I still have friends which they compete and friends which are coaches. So we talk a lot about it. And then I say, I remember us sitting in a sauna with maybe two crash, like, you know, dresses to, to try to lose a little bit weight before competition. Oh my God. So and all of it. That's not happen anymore. Yeah. It's not that much pressure for food to keep their weight. Yeah. But that, that, that's what was it. Yeah. I, I have to watch what I eat. Then when I was doing the tumblings and I went on with national team and tumbling, it, it was less pressure for the weight. I don't have to really look after my weight that much. So mm-hmm. that's what I say. I'm never, ever going to go on diet again. And I feel <laughs> these days, I feel great for it. Great for it. It's my hated for it. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> never again. <laughs> like, like I love, I'm saying like, like, but I still watch what I eat. But I say like, okay, next day, I'm just not diet healthy eating. Just yeah. find that middle half to keep that balance. If you eat unhealthy at the weekend, eat healthy during the week. It's just keep 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 that middle. That's really interesting. So that we've talked about this before, I think, in the gym and things. There's a difference between diet and, and eating healthy. Big difference. Because you'll hear a lot of, especially young females, turn around and go, "I'm going on a diet this week." It's like, what do you mean you go on a diet? Oh well, no takeaway, no blah blah blah. It's like, well, no, that's just eating healthy. Yes, just start eating healthy. And I know there's loads of different diets, keto diet, butan diet. I am just, don't get me wrong, I'm against any diet. Just eat healthy. Because yeah. I've been there and I've been, I did try a couple of those. So don't get me wrong, as a professional, even in the fitness, I did try to then, at least if people ask me, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, I am not a big fan of any shakes and probably some people going to kill me for that. No, we have a teeth for a reason. Like why yeah. we've been born with the teeth. We have a tea for the reason. I understand if shake replaced some of the meal, but having a shake shake diet doesn't teach you anything. Doesn't teach you proper way of eating, cooking, preparing your food. Yeah. So uh, it's and this day really like seventy percent is our food and thirty percent of your workout. So if you're killing yourself on the gym for an hour or two hours every day, but you don't follow with healthy eating, it's it's not gonna give you the results that you are looking for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, balance it out and and then doesn't matter what age you are, just healthy eating and it's a lot to do with from us from parents and I yeah. have two kids, so I know how hard it is to eat healthy in the house. <laughs> yeah, and me being a mom which put loads of weight on my pregnancy. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that on your your Facebook post. I think you said you put on weight during your pregnancy. Was that yes, right? I put six tons over the pregnancy, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm yeah. almost hundred k, and I know loads of moms coming and joining the gym, maybe when they're three, four months pregnant, because and the reason when I'm asking like, so why are you joining the gym now when you are three, four months pregnant? I don't want to put on weight. It's it's like you're gonna put your weight. Doesn't matter. If, you, uh-huh. if you're pregnant, you're going to put the weight. It's, it's not happening that... And your body, my opinion, doesn't matter what you're going to do, your body going to put as much weight as your body needed. With my yeah. first pregnancy, I was taking the classes up to eight months, and I put five stones. Yeah. Oh, really? With okay. the second class, uh, second pregnancy, I put six stones. Did I lose it after? Yes. Was it hard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy. Of course. 
it's never easy to lose weight, especially coming from like almost 100 k to like I'm weight I'm I'm weighing about 10 stone something 10 uh-huh. like 60 k yeah 9 11 9 plus 10 stone something. So uh, yeah, it is hard to to lose it. Even even two pounds to lose for some of the people, it's hard. So mm-hmm. I always said to mom, please just it's a time for you for your baby. Yeah, keep walking, be active. Do what you can do. Don't start to do crazy classes when you're pregnant because if you never tried those classes before you've been pregnant, you never know how your body gonna do yeah. and how your body gonna feel. So uh, then just just do the stuff that you've been doing and just keep good diet. And that's it because I had moms and I have to say that which decide to go for crazy workouts when they're three for five months pregnant. Do your gently exercises and yeah. then just enjoy that. As we said earlier, walking walking's become like a glamorous exercise now. Just go out for your walk, do your rebits. You don't need to go crazy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we'll finish. I'm gonna do two more questions here because uh there's one more. So someone wants to know actually what makes a good Pilates instructor. I suppose that's a bit of a broad term, but what does a good Pilates instructor do for you? Uh first of all, uh, it's like this day you probably see a lot of Pilates instructors doing online training for one week and they're fully qualified pilates instructors yeah. okay so simple as that i i like uh, the pilates is quite tough and the, to be a good pilates instructor it's not cheap i'm gonna tell you <laughs> but it's a years of training and learning <clears throat> yeah like good i i remember i've been paying like a thousand pounds for some of the qualifications uh, you have to commit and you have to learn a lot, okay? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know I see loads of instructors that maybe finish the qualification and they say, that's it, I know everything. I don't mm-hmm. have to do any more courses, I know everything. I'll be honest with you, with the, the lockdown, I was quite happy at the start because I had the time to catch up all my trainings. I was able to read some publications. Uh, I was taking part in loads of fitness convention. I constantly taking a part in fitness convention. There are loads of top class uh, Pilates coaches, Michael King, uh, Alan Hartman. That's the top. Uh, Alan Hartman, the top, like, you know, he was taught by teachers of Joseph Pilates himself. So, yes, you have to read, learn, commit, and it's constant. And mm-hmm. it's never enough because our body changes. So imagine, like, one day there will be a person coming with a knee problem. Next day, someone will come with a hip problem. Another day, someone come with a shoulder problem. Exactly. Then will be the lady coming after having just a baby, or will be the lady coming with just maybe four or five months pregnant. Your body mm-hmm. changed your whole your life. So you, you're never going to learn everything about the Pilates because your body changed. Even my body changed, and I have to adopt some of the exercises because my back injury, there's some exercises that are not great for me, and my happy, my back never said, oh, it's okay. <laughs> so good Pilates instructor, if it's just only one course, it's not gonna do you have to do loads of courses loads of training yourself as well and loads of commitment mm-hmm. okay and our final last question we'll take in here we'll do a feel good factor one for you dominica someone wants to know dominica how do you stay looking so young and healthy <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you uh, what's the secret the magic water I always mm-hmm. okay I did bring the water. I, there is a couple of things which I, I think I will say to everyone. Eat healthy. That's mm-hmm. number one. Keep moving. Movement is a medicine. And guys, you will be saying like, oh, it has to be Pilates. No, doesn't matter what, any type of movement. If it's going to be mountain walking, if it will be normal walking, swimming, whatever makes you happy. 
because I see people coming, joining the gym and they say, I hate it. So I said, why are you here? Find <laughs> something that makes you happy because mm -hmm. they're not going to commit to that. They will be using the gym maybe for a month and they have enough. Mm -hmm. They're going to see them again. Find something that will make you happy. Fresh air, definitely. Drinking the water. Uh, yeah, water. And I, I, that's my downhill. Okay. I, as a gymnast, we never drink too much water. Because huh. then when you're doing elements, everybody is just floating in your belly. And this day, I still struggle with drinking the water. And uh, I am, I know we have to take certain amount of vitamins and uh, collagen and vitamin D3 hmm. with K2. Simple, there's not enough sun in Northern yep. Ireland, Ireland. We don't have so vitamin D3. K2, I've been taking them, uh, I mean, the three and K2. I will be honest with you, I think 15 years when it's just so common now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have a one brand which I'm buying at a very high dose, but remember with vitamin D, you can overdose as well. So you can't take it constantly. You have to maybe take in the gaps in between mm -hmm. it. And then our food, eat healthy. That's the other thing, as I yeah. said, a balanced diet. Uh, and I, I know some people are totally vegetarian, and I am up for it, yes. So yeah. Some people say, oh, vegetarian is not healthy diet. No, you can have enough vitamins and micro and micro elements from vegetarian food mm -hmm. as well. It doesn't have to be coming from the meat. So water, uh, vitamin, and uh, sunblock, sun packing. I am using, because I have loads of skin problems. You may not mm -hmm. see it now, but I did as a child and teenager. So I'm using the sunblock every single day, 30 or 35. And that's my, because you have Fuva V, Ufawa. Yeah. So uh, that damages your skin. So you use yeah. sun cream so in Ireland every that, day? That's my, yeah, everything. Oh my God, there you go. The, the, there's a secret yeah. I never thought. <laughs> that's the secret then, sun cream in yeah, Ireland. No, I do, I do. My, I, I, my foundation has 35 uh, yeah, factor and the summertime I'm using stronger even. Yes, oh my God. because uh, people don't think it, but it's actually sun going through the windows as well. Yeah, yeah, your and UV when you're rays. Driving in a car, when you're walking out, and it's not just only about B, it's about A uh, hmm. as well. It's damaging our skin and collagen and collagen, collagen, yeah. collagen, collagen. Collagen. That's how I would think. Like, yeah. Is it co collagen? Collagen. Collagen, yeah. And if you go for collagen, go for the, uh, yeah, collagen. Hmm. Go for the drinking version, not literally capsule. Diluted, it's better absorbed by the body uh -huh. than anything else. So, and then if you're taking any micro and micro element vitamins, if you think your body needs it, yeah, just take it. But very often, please do it with the consultation with the doctors that you not overdose with some exactly. of the, the, the vitamins. Because I know some people taking loads of different vitamins and they say, like, Oh, I'm so sick. And I said, Why? And they just, just overdose it, overusing, like, so. Ask your doctor mm. will make run you the blood test, blood sample, drop it in, and then just check it. I know, especially now when it's a bit like it's it's not a good idea, but if even after you you have a chance. But thank you, whoever said I look young. Thank yeah. you. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Oh no, if definitely. It's it's clearly working. So you've seen the secret sign. It's all out there. You can be as young and young and glamorous as Dominica for the rest of your years. <laughs> but uh, Dominica, I think that's going to do us. I think we've covered pretty much everything there. Uh, just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, this has been honestly, and I don't say this every episode, this has been honestly one of my favorites. Uh, you're an absolute laugh. 
yeah the stuff in poland as well i just find that absolutely fascinating the different way of life as well and like you're just your general knowledge on fitness as well is brilliant because as you said you haven't talked about anything you haven't experienced here no everything's personal it's not i've done a course and now i'm brilliant at it everything's come from personal experience and I always thought it was just as simple as, you know, I was a teach, I was a gymnast with so the next logical step means yoga, Pilates, but it's the actual curve for people and actually making sure that they feel better, which is a fantastic thing to have. And it's brilliant to hear that you actually yeah. enjoy doing it so much. Yeah, you have to, like, I, if you're not enjoying doing what you're doing, you're never going to be good at it. So exactly. Uh, like I always promise myself, if I'm going to do something, uh, I, I'm going to do it because I like it. If I stop liking Pilates and yoga, then I'm gonna quit it, yeah. and uh, <laughs> that's simple as that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I still love it, and it's my it's my passion. So my work mm-hmm. is my passion as well. So it's and I wish everyone would be the same way. And I hope you all get your dream comes true, and you just find that thing that makes you happy. I'm gonna cry over here, Dominic. That's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and then, guys, don't don't be talk for you because Irish population, like I love you, like. The, the, the Irish people are brilliant. Mm. Like, and I know sometimes you complain about, especially Irish complain about Irish. Yeah. Like, we the same complain, but the Irish, like for me coming from different country, Ireland, first of all, it's beautiful and the people are so nice and so good with big hearts, with that community, community, strong like connection, which is great over here. Yeah. You won't right. get it anywhere else. No, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. Do you want to plug your Instagrams and like your classes and stuff there just before you go? So let us know when your next live for free or when your classes are. Next live, yeah. I'm going to post it on, it's on Instagram, on MeTime Studio, on Yuri, uh, and on the Facebook MeTime. Uh, so guys, we're doing Monday evenings at uh, 7 o'clock. It's a Pilates, 30 minutes Pilates, flexibility. I mix it with flexibility and mobility workout because mm-hmm. that's what we needed. And then we're doing the classes uh, as well through the Zoom. If anybody wants to join up, we have loads of classes. We mix cardio, yoga, Pilates. So everybody will find something for themselves. And uh, that's it. Whenever we're back in the studio, I hope, uh, I think the first day it was, I said, maybe 17th of May, but. I don't get my hopes up. I don't look anymore. Back, we will be back. Exactly. So guys, yeah, I will welcome everyone on the yoga trapeze. Whoever wants to try it, <laughs> hang up a little bit upside down. Like a third this <laughs> Like a, the one uh, time to be like a monkey in the zoo. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's a good fun. So so I will welcome you over there. Okay, Brent. Uh, thanks again. <laughs> yeah, thanks again, Dominica. Uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a like. Let us know what you thought. Go follow Dominica, follow me if you haven't already, and I'll see you all again in the next episode of Smack Talk. Thanks, guys.